Chapter 17 of Fairy Stories My Children Love Best of All. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kate Frischman, Bowling Green, Ohio. Fairy Stories My Children Love Best of All by Edgar Dubbs Scheimer. Chapter 17 Cinder Lad and His Six Brothers. Once upon a time, there lived in Norway a king who had seven sons. When they were grown up, six of them set off to find brides, but the youngest stayed at home. The six princes went to many palaces and saw many princesses. At last they came to a king who had six daughters. They had never seen such lovely young women, so they married them and set off for home again. When they had gone a long, long way, they passed by a rocky hill in which a giant lived. The giant came out and saw them, and he turned them all to stone, princes and princesses alike. Their father waited and waited for his six sons, but they did not come back. At last Cinderlad, the youngest son, asked if he might go and look for his brothers. No, no, said his father. I cannot let you go, for then you would stay away too. But Cinderlad had made up his mind. He begged and prayed so long that the king was forced to let him go. The boy set off, riding on a broken-down old horse. You see, his brothers had taken all the best horses, so he had to take what he could get. When he had ridden for some time, he met a wolf. The wolf was so hungry that he could not stand. "'Dear friend,' said the wolf, "'do give me your horse to eat. "'I have had nothing to eat for two years. "'I have grown so lean that the wind blows through my ribs.' "'If I give you my horse,' said Cinderlad, "'I shall have nothing to ride on.' "'You can ride on my back,' said the wolf, "'and I will help you when you are in need.' Well, said Cinderlad, since you are so hungry, you may take my horse. When the wolf had eaten the horse, Cinderlad mounted on his back. The wolf was so strong after his good meal that he set off with the prince as if he were nothing. The prince had never ridden so fast before. As they went along, Cinderlad told him his story and asked if he knew what had become of his six brothers. Yes, said the wolf. They and their six brides have been turned into stone by a giant. When we have gone a little farther, I will show them to you. After a while, they came to a rocky hill. Here is the giant's house, said the wolf, and here are your six brothers and their brides turned into stone. Do not be afraid. Go through the door and you will find a princess inside. She will tell you what to do to make an end of the giant. Cinderlad went in, feeling very much afraid. In one of the rooms sat the princess, and so lovely a princess he had never set eyes on. Oh, heaven help you, she said. Where have you come from? It will surely be your death. No one can make an end of the giant who lives here, for he has no heart in his body. Then she hid the prince under the bed. Presently the giant came home, and the princess gave him his supper. 
After he had eaten, he was in a very good temper, so the princess said to him, There is only one thing I should like to ask you, if only I dared. What is that? asked the giant. Only where it is you keep your heart, said the princess. Ah, said the giant, that is a thing you have no right to ask about. But if you must know, it lies in that cupboard over there. Then he gave a great laugh and went to bed. Next morning, the giant went out early and strode off into the woods. You may be sure that it was not long before Cinderlad and his princess were at the cupboard hunting for the heart. But though they looked for it a long time, they could not find it. He did not tell us the truth this time, said the princess, but we will try him once more. So she picked all the prettiest flowers she could find and strewed them around the cupboard. When the time came for the giant to return home again, Cinderlad crept under the bed. Just as he was well under, in came the giant. He soon noticed the flowers around the cupboard, so he asked who had put them there. Oh, said the princess, I could not help doing it when I knew that your heart lay there. Nonsense, said the giant. My heart does not lie there. You will never know where it is. But the princess begged so prettily that the giant could hold out no longer and was forced to say, Far, far away in a lake lies an island. On that island stands a church. In that church is a well. In that well swims a duck. In that duck there is an egg. And in that egg lies my heart. Early in the morning, the giant strode off again into the woods. Then Cinderlad said goodbye to the princess and went off to find the giant's heart. When he got outside the door, there stood the wolf waiting for him. The prince told the wolf all that had happened and asked him if he knew the way to the well in the church. The wolf told him to jump on his back and he would soon find the way. Off they went, over hedges and fields, over hill and dale. At last they came to the lake, and the wolf swam to the island, with the prince on his back. They found the church on the island, and soon came to the well. At last they came to the lake, and the wolf swam to the island, with the prince on his back. They found the church on the island, and soon came to the well. There lay the duck, just as the giant had said. Cinderlad grasped the duck in one hand. Just as he lifted it from the water, the duck dropped the egg. It was lucky for the prince that he was able to catch the egg before it fell into the well. Then the wolf told him to press the egg. As soon as he did so, he heard the giant crying out with pain. Spare my life, cried the giant, and I will do all that you wish. Then the wolf said to Cinderlad, Tell him to bring back to life your six brothers and their brides, whom he turned into stone. The giant did so at once. Now, said the wolf, press the egg in two. Cinderlad pressed the egg in two, and the giant burst to pieces. Then the prince rode back on the wolf to the giant's house. There stood his six brothers and their brides, all alive and merry. 
So Cinderlad fetched out the princess who was to be his own bride. They all set off home again to their father's house. How glad the old king was when he saw them. He made a great feast, and if they have not done feasting, why, they are feasting still. End of chapter 17 Recording by Kate Frischman, Bowling Green, Ohio